Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of r slash pro revenge. In this episode, there's two stories. First is how an assistant principal and bus driver gets revenge on an entitled family. And the second story is why you should always lend a helping hand to someone who needs it. I hope you stay for all the stories today and subscribe for future videos. This one's titled, My Dad's Ultimate Revenge on an Entitled Family. Backstory, my dad is a high school assistant principal. It's currently his first year at a new school. It's a much better school than the last one he was at, which was overpopulated, drug-filled, and many of the students there had to have free or reduced lunches. There were fights almost every week, and my dad had to suspend kids almost every single day. His new school is much better, with just two incidents all year. One with an autistic kid who had an episode, and the one I'm about to tell you about. To clarify, any dialogue I might include will obviously not be 100% correct. The original incident took place about two months ago, and I'm not 100% sure what started it. It could have been the bus driver bumping into the entitled girl while he was dropping her off, or he told off the entitled girl for saying something rude. But she got pissed and texted the entitled mom about it. The entitled mom came out of her home and started yelling at him, so he just drove off. The next morning, the bus driver went to pick up the entitled girl, but when he got to her driveway, she wasn't there. The entitled mom, entitled brother, and the entitled sister were there. He opened up the door to ask where the girl was, and that's when all three of them boarded the bus. Entitled girl is a junior, I think. Her older brother was around 22 years old, and her older sister was in college. These people were all adults, and all three of them started screaming at the poor bus driver, threatening him, calling him slurs, and telling him off. The rest of the kids on the bus were expectedly scared. The moment the three of them got off the bus, the bus driver sped away. The one thing the entitled family forgot to think about was the fact that there are four HD cameras equipped with audio sensors on every bus in the county. They caught everything. The poor dude got the rest of the kids to school and went straight to the front office. My dad was pissed. He got the video feed from the bus, called the school cop, who called some other cops, and had the entitled mother's ass arrested for malicious harassment, intimidation, trespassing, and a few other things. My dad's principal let my dad have control over the whole situation because he knows my dad does not fuck around with these kind of things. So my dad helped the bus driver get some revenge. First, he had the entitled girl switch to a different bus route so she couldn't mess with the bus driver anymore. And then, he had the entitled brother, entitled sister, and the entitled mother permanently banned from the school grounds. And then he gave the bus driver a month of paid time off. These were just petty, if that. Working with their lawyer, my dad got statements from most of the kids who were on the bus, and they decided to press charges against only the entitled mother and the entitled brother, who apparently had been in the middle of a six-month probationary period for a different crime, so he was essentially guaranteed jail time. 
Going into the trial, nobody expected the entitled mom to get any more jail time than a week, if that. My dad, the principal, and the school cop were all in the courthouse in case they needed to be called as witnesses, which they were not. Their lawyer made his remarks, and the entitled mom's lawyer just tried to reduce her sentence because he knew she was gonna lose. But the judge surprised everyone when he gave the entitled mom a 30-day sentence. He had made it very clear to her that she had threatened the life of a man, endangered kids, and trespassed on school property, for no reason besides that the bus driver told off the entitled girl, and that she should be punished accordingly. My dad and his principal were trying not to cheer, but that wasn't even the best part. The entitled brother skipped his trial. They were back-to-back -back trials, so there's no way he could have forgotten. The judge immediately issued a bench warrant for his arrest. He was caught the next day in the entitled mother's house, and in the end, he was given a year in prison for breaking his probation, skipping trial, and for the same charges as his mother. If that isn't pro-revenge, I don't know what is. As for the entitled girl, she switched schools. This one's titled, Oh, it's not your job? It is now. My dad was a mechanic for 20 plus years, and for as long as I can remember, I drove him nuts because I would go around the house with a screwdriver to take everything apart because I wanted to see how it worked. As I grew older, I developed an affinity towards computers and electronics, which led me to be that kid in high school who changed his grades, crashed the school district servers, and used the net send command with great success. I would spend my weekends either with my grandparents and uncle working on science projects or dragging my dad outside to help me fix my car. I joined the US Army in March of 2004 and went into communications, or COMO for short, where I managed to go from private when I joined to sergeant by the time I returned from my deployment at the beginning of 2007. After returning home, I was subsequently transferred from a light infantry unit to a mechanized infantry unit and placed in charge of the battalion commo shop because the current person running the commo shop was scheduled to retire in a few months, and I was the only other NCO. This is where things got interesting, and my commo versus mechanics revenge story starts. As anyone else that was in the US Army can attest to, every Monday is, or was, motor pool maintenance, which essentially means go make sure all the tanks, Bradley fighting vehicles, or anything else with the motor works the way it should. This included testing all the radios and communication equipment as well. If it didn't work, we filled out forms with the correct shop and have them fix it. All the issues would later be consolidated into a report that the leadership team would review. If a vehicle was on the report, the leadership team wanted to know why it wasn't fixed. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
I ran my shop using the same approach my dad taught me, which was figure it out and don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution. One Monday morning shortly after taking charge of the Kamo shop, one of my soldiers came to me with a problem he couldn't figure out and asked if I could help him. I agreed and followed him over to the BFV that was giving him problems. After a few hours of troubleshooting, we finally traced the problem to the BFV's slip ring. We double and triple checked that indeed it was the problem because 1. Slip rings in general have a low failure rate and 2. It wasn't something we could fix on our own. It requires help from mechanics because the slip ring required taking apart the interior of the BFV turret to actually get to it. So I went to the mechanics to get their help so we could fix the problem. This is when I learned the mechanics didn't like the Kamo shop. I was essentially told by the motor chief to fuck off and the slip ring is a Kamo issue and it's the Kamo shop job to fix it, not theirs. I was pissed at the response and tried to insist that we needed the help. However, I was promptly shut down and told to pound sand. At this point, I was beyond pissed. I tried the official way. I even swallowed my pride and asked him nicely. Both times, I was shit on. I decided I was going to play global thermonuclear war and teach him a lesson that neither he nor anyone else in the shop would forget. So, I went to my guys and told them I would be back in about an hour because I needed to run home and grab some stuff. When I got home, I went directly for the garage and started packing all the wrenches, impacts, and sockets that I could fit into my portable toolbox. I also loaded up the portable air compressor and any extension cords I could find and made my way back to the motor pool. Once I got back to the motor pool, I had my guys locate every extension cord they could find around the office because I could only find one in my garage and to help me run the power out to the BFV that we were going to fix ourselves. Meanwhile, I also had two guys run to the HQ and find me two of the largest empty coffee cans they could find. I ended up having to tell them twice because the first time, they thought I was joking. They couldn't understand why I needed a coffee can of all things. When they returned with the coffee cans, I had everything in place. I had power, compressed air, tools, and a place to neatly put all the bolts, nuts, and washers that I was about to remove. Under normal circumstances, I would only remove the things that absolutely had to be removed. The fewer things to put back together, the better. But these weren't normal circumstances, and I had absolutely no intention of putting anything back together. It was about lunchtime, and I decided my way of fixing this issue probably wasn't the best example to set for my team. So I sent them on lunch and told them that I would handle the issue so they could focus on the other vehicles when they got back. For the next few hours, I proceeded to dismantle every single bolt I could find. I removed the seats, interior plates, shelves, pretty much anything that wasn't electrical or comma related got removed. I would then place all of the newly removed hardware into the coffee can. By the time I reached the turret, I had filled up both coffee cans with nuts, bolts, and washers, so I had to go find something else to start putting the stuff in. Luckily, we had Ziploc bags by the dozen laying around the office. I grabbed a couple of those and went back to having fun taking apart the BFV. I finally reached the slip ring and managed to luck out. I didn't have to replace the slip ring after all. It turns out, the mechanic did not install one of the cable mounts, and one of the combo cables got snagged and subsequently cut. It probably took me less than 15 minutes at that point to replace the cable and the missing cable mount. Once I replaced the cable and made sure all of the other communications equipment worked and all the combo systems checked out, my job was done. 
Everything that I had taken out of the BFV was then gently and neatly stacked into the interior of the BFV. I put the lids on the coffee cans, zipped up the bags, pulled out my trusty sharpie, and wrote bolts on each of them. Once everything was tidied up, I went off to find the owner of the BFV and let him know that his combo issue was fixed, but he should probably have a mechanic look at his BFV because I had to disassemble some, and by some, I meant most of the vehicle, in order to get to the part I needed to replace, and I couldn't remember how everything went back together. I stared out of my office window for the rest of the day, waiting for the mechanics to get around looking at the BFV. I still remember the reaction of the motor chief when he looked inside the vehicle, and, if I didn't know any better, I could have sworn that his head rotated around three times and damn near popped off. His reaction was absolutely priceless. I knew he was about to storm into my shop in a fit of rage, so I got up and decided it was probably best to meet him outside in the motor pool. As soon as I reached earshot distance, he started screaming and demanding I put the vehicle back the way I found it. However, I was having none of that. I simply shook my head and told him that it was a mechanical issue now and it wasn't my job, and how I asked for the help in the beginning and was told no because it wasn't your job. I told him that I'm just a combo guy that didn't know what needed to be removed so I could fix the combo issue in the slip ring. So I removed everything, and if someone from your team would have been there, I think this whole misunderstanding could have been avoided. That vehicle remained on the weekly report for the next three weeks, while they figured out what bolts went where. However, after that incident, I was never told that it's not my job ever again, and the mechanics were more than willing to help me fix any issues that came up. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed the stories in this episode. If you aren't subscribed, hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you don't miss future stories. See you guys in the next one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.